0: Hey, it's Jamie Cheesebutt. Last year I partnered with The Salvation Army to fundraise money for one of their community centers located in the heart of Los Angeles. I wanna make this an annual tradition, and the LA Red Shield has given me that opportunity to give back to my community. The Salvation Army holds a very special place in my heart because they helped my family so much growing up as they have done for millions of others. The Red Shield is a community center that serves youth, family, and the senior population in the Pico Union area in Los Angeles. Families have access to social services, sports training, fitness classes, English classes, performing arts, tutoring, and so much more. One of the programs that they offer is a children's mariachi academy. I have decided to raise funds for this program to provide more opportunities for kids to get closer to their culture and grow their talents through music. Your money will help fund scholarships, buy instruments, books, and uniforms for these children that bring smiles to many with their performances. To motivate you to donate, for every $5 you donate, you get entered for a chance to win a jersey. That's $5 for one entry, and the more you donate, the more chances you have to win. The link is in my bio on both my Instagram and Twitter, at Jamie No last Name. that's J-A-M-I-E, no last name. Thank you to Acme Army Packers Podcast for letting me share this great cause with their amazing listeners. Go Pack Go! Hey
1: fam, make sure you just go out there and support Jamie. This is a woman that is uh, a huge part of the Acme Army and what she's doing right now is leading with her heart and trying to impact others' lives. So let's be a part of her dream. And let's light this baby up. Acme Army Podcast. And the Tuesday nights of the roundtable got together. Bruce Evans, Matt Larson, Double D, Danny Dimes, J.J. Leahy, Peter Jones, Dale LaBelle, Chris Lepsis, the Boomer, and myself all got together to talk Packers. I mean, pinch me, baby. Pinch me. A lot of fun. We talk about everything you need to know. And I'll tell you what, we're all available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Get it? Well,
2: up that time.
1: And this one's going to be a long one, so really enjoy it. And if you got to take a break, take a break. Hit pause but I think we might be on to something. All right, enjoy. What a fucking opportunity we have right now, fellas. This is going to be uh, just fun. This is, uh, I, I don't know, let's just start recording right now. I hope everybody's got a beer. But this is uh, kind of the fruition, continuation of the seeds of Bruce and Matthew to kind of get a Packers you know, podcast roundtable together. And just kind of check in, see how everybody's doing, talk about the Packers. And, uh, you know, we always have guests on, and it's nice to be guests of one another, uh, so to speak, in this kind of range right now, just so we can get all kinds of ideas. And I got 90 minutes right now to shoot the shit, so as long as we can uh, keep her fun and keep her entertaining and uh, not too many uh, penis, vagina, penis, vagina, penis, vagina, you know, we'll... Uh, edit it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll just know when to edit it out, so... There's
3: already too many rules
1: I know there is God
3: damn it. God God God, it, Eric. check that one
1: cut it let's start two. Take two. Yeah. take two all right let's go around the horn and introduce everybody and uh you know we got some familiar faces right now but uh let's start up in the corner with you Matt Larson introduce yourself bud.
3: Matt Larson Oak Bank Manitoba Canada I am uh co-host with of course my buddy who is going through the drive-through if anybody needs anything right now um <laughs> What kind of drive through <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. It's Earlier. a bail box.
4: It's, box. it's a bail
3: box. <laughs> it, yeah, that's, that's M-A-I-L. Uh, co-host with uh, uh, Bruce on Packers Without Borders. Of course, we talk uh, Packers stuff, and we talk the dad, and uh, we talk a lot of trash, and uh, it is... Uh, Absolute pleasure joining Eric and Eric between two Eric's I call their show. (laughs) It's just like that between two ferns, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. And up in the right-hand corner, we got uh, the number one average cheese, Dale LaBelle. How are we doing, buddy?
5: I thought that was going to be Peter for sure. I was not prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Peter, Todd, and I do the Average Cheese podcast weekly. In fact, we just got done with ours right before this. So Nice. Yeah. Bruce, you be careful you driving. Got children in the
4: car. I'm going 97
1: miles an hour. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be careful, man. Don't yeah, you make, make sure me pull know. this car over, man. Don't you make me pull this car over. Hey, and on the bottom left, we got JJ Leahy. JJ, how you doing, buddy?
6: What's up, everybody? Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am uh, the anti-mainstream sports media figure. Uh, pissed off basically every reporter there is who covers <laughs> the Packers. <laughs> uh my my good the buddy my, my good buddy uh bob damofsky is uh had a little uh vendetta trying to get me canceled but uh you know still repping the no huddle radio podcast on packers talk with the one and only Gil martin awesome. having a blast doing it too awesome Awesome.
1: Glad you're here. President
6: of the Rob Domovsky fan club, JJ. <laughs> Long
1: Stay live strong, Bob. brother. <laughs> and that speaks to a new guy. We don't know much about him. JJ knows him, but I can't wait to meet him a little bit more. We got Chris Lempsis. How you doing down there, buddy?
7: Good, good. Uh, Chris Lempsis um, here in Milwaukee in my Packer room in the basement. Uh, I do a podcast on Packers Talk, same site as JJ. Uh, Lemps Talk and Pack. I do it after every game, and then it's up the day after the Packers play. So
6: yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. It's cool. Awesome. Awesome. There's there's two big differences between my show and Lem's show. Uh, One is that I do mine before a game. He does his afters, and then uh, the other is uh, when I do my show, I'm sober. That, that's those are the two big <laughs> well, it's-
7: challenge
8: to do one after a game, particularly. And also, I game. just
7: I just, you know, and it's nice to just be talking to other people because my show is just me yelling into the void like a lunatic <laughs> in my basement after the game. So I'm just excited to talk to other humans about the Packers. This is yeah. great.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And right in the middle square in the middle, we got Danny Dimes. How are we doing? Double D. I'm good. Circle.
9: Takes the square. Right the <laughs> yes. I'm doing good. Uh I uh host a little uh co-host a little bit on the Packaday podcast every other week. And my main my main squeeze is every Wednesday night uh over at Lombardi's bar with uh Jimmy Christensen and Todd Varney talking Packers Packers football every week and drinking beer and, and talking talking crap about everybody the Packers. Decide to whoop up on each
1: week. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Glad you're here, Danny. And last but not least, the man down on the bottom in the middle. He is a uh, Packer historian. He is from the UK. He is a legend on the Acme Army and on the Average Cheese. And ladies and gentlemen, he is up late as hell to join us tonight. Peter Jones. How you doing, man?
2: You've said it all. I'm doing good, Eric. Thank you. I mean, you've said it all in the UK. Um, yeah. The only other thing I want to add to that is every now and again, when I'm up at stupid o'clock, I will dive into Lombardi's bar and give those guys a bit of, a bit of jip and then disappear again <laughs> as I fall as I fall asleep. <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, good, great to be here.
1: Good, good. Well, hey guys, uh, real excited, Eric. Uh, I don't want to go any further without, uh, you know, letting you introduce yourself to all these listeners out there.
8: Hi, I'm Eric at underscore twenty at belted.
5: (laughs) Reach out, reach out to me on my socials. Even if you if you got understood what that meant, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just brutal. That's just love you, Eric.
1: He is just never to be seen on the socials. But hey, uh, yeah, and I'll uh, I'll I'll just be kind of you know trying to herd the cats on this one because guys, we have had one season to remember this year, and right now with everything that we face, faced the adversity it just seems like we got an endless amount of topics to talk about but we're 10 and 3 right now and first things first we're the number 1 seed thanks to the rams beating the cardinals last night how are we JJ feeling JJ begs to
4: differ JJ uh. begs to differ <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I mean yeah man. I mean that that should almost be included in the uh, ridiculous twitter takes this week let's go right to you JJ on this one man
6: that's great Oh, you know, (laughs) Twitter's just full of idiots. That's that's like the most true statement you can make. Um, I I don't know if the guy was being serious or if he was just a troll, but uh, he was trying to argue that uh, the Buccaneers are actually the number one seed. And so we're posting screenshots to him of NFL.com and ESPN and CBS saying, look, number one seed right here, Green Bay Packers. He's like, no, you're just biased. I don't know, man. It's, it's Buccaneers fans what are you gonna do
8: it's pretty easy in the tiebreak. um it's conference mm. it's pretty simple
1: yeah
8: actually I think the first the first tiebreaker that that
6: comes into effect right now is that the Packers are three and one in their own division and the Buccaneers are two and one now both teams win out then it'll be the conference record that, that okay to play as the tiebreaker. yeah yeah yeah, but the Bucks have a cakewalk.
3: I mean, they played Carolina twice. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's, all, it's completely set up. Once again, Brady is in another division <laughs> where the final three or four games are against teams that have no hope of making the playoffs whatsoever. I mean, if we could play the Lions or the Bears
6: three more times, that'd be great. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah.
6: Exactly. I mean, for what it's worth, we get to play the Lions as well. So, you know. True. Yeah. Yeah. true
3: we've also got to pay play the browns in that uh defensive uh pass rush on our banged up bowl line we've also got to play the ravens i'm kind of 50 50 on the ravens because without lamar maybe they're not as bad but i don't know that huntley k looked pretty good too like mm. uh, i and just have a hard there's... time believing that we're not going to drop one out of these next games like i i think we we're just going to special teams is kind of it's almost like the glass is teetering on the edge you know mm-hmm. i'd love to win out don't get me wrong i'll be cheering the whole way and i'll be picking them the whole way but uh the old line how many more guys can we lose before we start losing games before this really affects things
6: mm-hmm. well I, I tell you i'll tell you this you look at our remaining schedule if you don't if you don't think we can run the table there um you know the it only gets tougher when you get in the playoffs. So you gotta you, you got to be tough enough to handle anybody because otherwise you're not going to survive the playoffs. You know, even if you get that number one seed, you still gotta you got to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah.
8: yeah. Well, how long can you go next man up? You know, when when your offensive line is now down to of your preferred starters, it's one rookie. Uh, um, I would
6: have said a long time before this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I thought Bakhtiari was back week one, if everyone remembers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. Well, now it's like, well, I don't Lock- know if he's coming back. Like, what's happening?
7: Yeah. Well, I think he's supposed to start practicing this week, right? That yep. was what LaFleur said was expectation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. hopefully, my hope is it's only one more game, and then maybe we can get Bach back for Christmas Day against Cleveland, and then you can start to kind of settle things down up front.
1: Yeah. What's concerning at this point, because Ben Braden is the next guy up, you know, Kelly did a great job. I, 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 Eric and I have had countless conversations where I've started, what the fuck is this guy still on our roster for? What what are we doing with this guy? You know, just (laughs) sitting there doing nothing. He's injured. We're carrying him. Well, Eric, insert shoe into your foot or into your mouth, because that was just fucking stupid. Into your mouth. Yeah, it played (laughs) great. It played great. Actually, stick your foot into my mouth. Let's get sexy. Zero
8: pressures. Yeah, it was. It was zero pressures. And it it was a total of
3: six
4: pressures. Total of six pressures in the game to me is how do you do that? Right. I mean, it's with the makeshift offensive line. And as deep down as we've gone at this point, I mean, credit to Goody, right? Obviously with all of this, but it it amazes me that they allowed six total pressures. And, you know, that first drive, obviously, that we had. Um was a debacle. But after that, they settled in and after losing Turner, I was like, Oh my God, what are we going to do now? Next man up. Right. And it was just, it, it's so wonderful to see that. It, I, I don't see a limit to this just because we see keen guys come up and step up and step into that role, whatever it is that they're drinking in green Bay, um, whatever Kool-Aid they're having, whatever it is, is working, man. Cause next man up just has been working. And I, I can't imagine um, a world where this would have happened without you know, the personnel that we have on there and the guys that they've brought in, these free agents that have had such a huge impact on this team. And, you know, the only other team that's more injured than us really at this point with with really impactful players are the Ravens, which we've got this week. But I'm just, I'm amazed at how well we have done with handling all of this. And until I see it break, I'm going to have confidence we're going to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the question. Like, you know, Dale, do you think this offensive line as it exists right now, as banged up as it is, minus Bakhtiari, can win the
5: Super Bowl? No, I don't. You think,
1: you think we need a Bakhtiari back to win the Super Bowl?
5: I think we do. I mean, you're going to play Tampa Bay or somebody with a real good defensive line in the playoffs, and you can't survive with you know third string left tackle, second string right tackle. We were just talking about it. Mm. They have been great. Next man up has been awesome, but you're going against – you know, VDVA and, and guys that can rush the quarterback. And at some point it's got to break and we need Bakhtiari back. I, I mean, your guy, Eric, I don't know where Yash Nyman goes, right? Does he move to right tackle? Do you leave Dennis Kelly out there? I don't know, but I don't think you can survive with backups and backups in there. You, I, okay. I I think, I think that we can. And here's why.
9: I think the last two games have kind of shown what the game plan is moving forward. If, if, if the offensive line stays like this short little passes play action and the thing, the key that makes this work, the reason why you can like, you can win and be successful with the offensive line, the way it is, is because of AJ Dillon. Like think about, think think about that Rams game where Aaron, Aaron Jones couldn't get anything happening on, on the, on the, on the rushing side of things. AJ Dillon is a guy that creates a little bit more of that, that own, like he, he creates those yards himself with the push and the, and the, you know, the penetration he can get on an, on a defensive line. He's led, he, he's been the leading rusher the last two weeks now over Aaron Jones. And I think it kind of, I think that's kind of the game plan is, you go a little bit less finesse, which is what you can do when you've got Bakhtiari, you've got Elton Jenkins. It's, it's a healthy line. Everyone knows kind of what they're doing. They can, you know, scheme up a little bit more. And it becomes almost a little bit more just like shoot the guy in front of you kind of thing, you know, run with AJ Dillon, kill it on play action when you can and just, and do the small stuff and think like, think about Aaron Donald. Like it, it wasn't <laughs> as if Aaron Donald was getting, you know, put into somebody's hip pocket every, every play. He he was getting pressure on Royce Newman, but they were able to execute the game plan in a way that eliminated him. I think that they can do that with it. It's it's obvious the, the margin of error is obviously much smaller, but but I think you can still do it with the, with the way that it is.
5: But you're not going to play the Bears in the
9: playoffs.
3: But, yeah. but I mean, you without did, uh, uh, Mac and Hicks too, right? Right, right.
9: But I mean, you did a- you did it against the Rams. I think I think you could. I think you could easily replicate that against the Rams. Again, and with plus, the Rams,
3: though, we had Turner and and Jenkins was there for three quarters of the game. I yeah, mean, now, now there's nobody. You look at the list, and it's like, who are these guys? Who's this one? Right. I, we're I mean, gonna okay. face a D-line who's gonna be hungry and they're gonna be vicious, and we're going to see a lot more of that Kansas City style blitzing coming, and they're gonna attack Aaron Rodgers, they're gonna attack the run, and they're gonna be able to do it because our O-line is the weakness on our uh, offense now has it been playing like a weakness absolutely not it has not but it clearly we're going to have an issue when we see somebody with some talent on that line and we're going to see it with the Browns we'll see it with well, the Browns
6: all right hang on a second the number one uh, run defense defense and the number one pass rush defense in the NFL this year both is the Rams I will say I, that they, okay, and, and but they had two the, other players, right? They had two other players. The I, I'm I'm just saying, like, we're scared of the Buccaneers because of what they did to us last year. Buccaneers currently rank 22 uh pass rush and their run defense is 19. I mean, that's that's terrible. The Rams are the real deal. And if you go back to your comment about the Chiefs, I like the comment a lot. And let me let me just get out in front of this and say I like Jordan Love and I don't think that that game was entirely on him. But no, being the young, inexperienced kid that he was, if you don't think that Aaron Rodgers would have made the Chiefs pay for rushing a zero blitz every time, you're out of your mind. They they do that one time, and he's he's never going to let them do it again the entire rest of the night because. That's a touchdown every time they try and do that, and Jordan Love unfortunately just was not prepared to know how to handle that situation. I,
9: I, I think. Sorry, I, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I think the perfect example of the of the way that this pendulum can swing is the Vikings game, because you saw how the margin of error, like that. That's what it is the margin of error is so slim. If you do things against the Vikings, against teams like the Bucks, like look at the NFC Championship game. Turnovers, uh, giving up big plays, like like that's like that's the stuff you can't do against any of these teams. If you play the smart ball that we've seen the Packers play, when they when they do, they they can eat, they can still win. And so I think that's that's my answer to the question: is they can win. It's just the margin for error is so much slimmer without guys like Bakhtiari, like Jenkins, like that. So it, it's possible, but just that that margin of error becomes razor razor thin the more and more you get down the line. I think Man. another
7: thing, too, that I don't think people are talking about – we're not mentioning yet is we're talking about a potential rematch with Tampa from the perspective of the Packers' offense versus their defense. Green Bay's defense is so much better this year, which gives me so much more hope in a potential rematch with Tampa Bay, be it, you know, in the NFC Championship game or whatever. I just – I really trust this Packers' defense, and I think that would make up – even if the offensive line isn't as good, I think the defense cover a lot.
1: Yeah. That's a great point.
4: And you know, one other thing with the offensive line, I think that has really helped out that we can over that we can overlook is that Aaron Rodgers leads the league in what's called in rhythm throws, which means two point five to four seconds, right? So the average time of his release, he's leading the league in that right now. So getting the ball out of his hands quickly, which is a staple, right, in NFL offense, as opposed to holding on the ball and waiting and waiting and waiting, which is what they seem to do those first three plays. And we went back to 2018 Packers ball. And then once he got into rhythm and started doing what we were doing in the 2020 offense, seeing Aaron Rodgers at that MVP level with that quick release and those in rhythm throws is really helping the offensive line too, right? They're not having to hold on for four seconds. They're having to hold on for 2.54 seconds. So that helps that offensive line a lot as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Mike drop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How you like that stat? Yeah. Well, and just, is and
3: that just what you gr- got at the drive-thru? <laughs> <laughs> we'll I just want to ask you back. guys
7: something because, we, you know, we all watch the games. How frustrated do you get – we talk about when Rodgers plays within the offense, how brilliant he is and how br- – how maddening is it when he drifts away from that and gets into the hero ball stuff? Doesn't that just make you want to
9: scream? It drives me up a wall.
7: Because it's like, if you just stay in the box, we're going to dominate. And he has these, it's like, I got to throw 160 yards downfield. I got to yeah. do
1: it. Hey, I don't know if you, Chris, have you been on Twitter? Do you follow Matt Larson by chance? Because for the last <laughs> month and a half, he's I, been screaming, I, well, yeah. run the damn ball, man. Well, that's we need me too. To run
4: the- oh,
7: yeah.
1: But listen, what has happened in the last game? You know, I mean, the last couple of games with A.J. Dillon, he had 15 carries last game, right? We didn't get 15 with both of them combined before, and now at least they're committing to it. But, you know, you see A.J. Dillon, he gets stopped for a yard or two, and you just know the next one's six, seven yards, you know? Well, you it's know, a matter of time. Just continue to give him the ball. You can't stop and, and, and you know, let Aaron check out of every play and throw bombs.
3: Some of that is play calling too, right? Like uh, Bruce and I were talking about it. If you remember our, the first time we got onto the goal line, I mean, we ended up scoring a touchdown at the fourth down but the very first play we were in shotgun we hand off to gillen and we, and, and we do a guard around i mean he's got some tab dancing on the goal line i do not understand why we are not just let's line up jumbo package bring out just give me mercedes and daguara who's this fat guy give me this fat guy bring them all out line them up dylan you're going that way and that's the play you can say it out loud try and stop this behemoth instead we gotta well we'll get elephants on parade we'll get one guy moving that guy and this guy will twist this way and he'll delay and then they go why did it get stopped because Dylan is a downhill runner. Hand it to him and let him go up between the tackles, let him go, and then give give Jones those sweeps and kill him with the sweeps. That's I it it drives me insane to watch them on the one yard line and the first thing we do is snap the ball back five yards.
6: Yeah. It well, took us all it. this time to get down here. And this. The first thing you do is move it away. He's perfect I, I, I will, I will say this. Here, here's here's the biggest thing with this O line. They have kept Rogers clean, and that's awesome. They are the 25th best run blocking offensive line, uh, in the league. And if you look at the teams that are ranked lower than them, you're not going to be too surprised by many of the teams, uh, below them. I mean, you got like the Jaguars, the dolphins, yeah, yeah. the Texans, the, the only, the only one that feels like it doesn't belong maybe is the Cardinals, but I mean, they they cannot run block at all. Like you said, Dylan is fighting for all these yards after contact and that's fantastic. But I certainly understand Rodgers on the floor not having a lot of confidence in their run game because the five guys in front of them, none of them can run block to save anybody's life. Hmm. It's awful.
1: Well, that that brings up a big point for our center being gone. And there's nobody that loves to have the last laugh better than myself, but Peter Jones back in uh, the uh, time of draft was a big Creed Humphrey fan. And boy, oh boy, would he have looked good in green Bay, all healthy as he has done in Kansas city, Peter I am or, or am I wrong?
2: He was far and away the best center in the draft. It was a no, absolutely no brainer. Should have been a first round pick. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Did
7: anybody else think that that was going to be the pick? I, I, was, Cause I, I was, was convinced. I'm like, this is going to be a center. It's going to be Creed Humphrey. Mm-hmm. And then when they said Josh Myers, I was like,
9: "What?" Yeah, I, I was hoping for it because Josh That's is from what my I hometown, was Humper, and I yeah. wanted him. I wanted, I wanted Josh Myers bad. I, I thought oh, you, it was going to well, yeah, the Ohio. State I know, God. I know. Oh, mm. I, yeah, he's he's from he's from my 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 uh, my my home city. My dad drinks beers with his his cousin. Uh, I I just need. I, I, I a week off. screened when Josh Myers got picked, and mm-hmm. it's killing it's killing me that. It's yeah. been weird. Like it's just it's kind of like a weird set of circumstances for Josh Myers this year. Where like he gets the injured finger, and then it gets infected, and then as he's starting to kind of make his way back from that knee injury and everything, it just that's been one of the real disappointments. I'll admit it. He was, it's been a disappointment this year. It's not really so much as anything he's done. It's just yeah, imagine having just having Josh back. I think changes changes the discussion
2: around this. Yeah, and, totally. I, and I and I have no problem with, with Myers being the pick in round two. For me, Creed Humphrey was always a first round pick. I was shocked that he dropped to round two and then shocked that he dropped even dropped even further. But you know, it's easy, it's easy in hindsight. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's nothing we could do. Myers has been injured. There's, you know, it's just one of those that's just one of those things that could have happened to Humphrey if he'd it, been picked by the Packers. So I think the interesting thing for me about the offensive line is potentially the Packers hopefully have got seven games to play. The issue for me is going to be, can they get through those seven games without any further injuries on that offensive line? Because who's the next guy up? You know, it'll be, it'll be, well, any one of us guys could be playing offensive line with the way things, (laughs) the way things are going. And I think the amount of weight I've put on in lockdown, I think I'm first.
6: Bruce, uh, grab a, grab a burger for me too, at that drive through, and then I can go play offensive line. <laughs> I was going right? to say between all me,
9: JJ and Chris, like between me, JJ and Chris, we look like, uh, like the purple people leaders out here. like right
1: now. <laughs> Well, I think the biggest thing on our offensive line, you know, we're talking about it right now. Lucas Patrick is a backup center and he's been our starting center right now. And I think what JJ just pulled up as far as our, you know, our run, uh, 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 running rank, it, it's he—he's one of those pegs. It's one of the—I mo- mean, Peter, we've talked one of the most important positions on the offensive line, bar none, at the center, and just not that behemoth we were excited about with Josh Myers to start—you know—carving out holes on that offensive line for the running game. If he goes Jake- down, who's next after Lucas Patrick? Anybody know?
6: Jake Hanson, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, is the next center. Yeah, yeah, Hanson. I thought it was it- Randall Cobb.
8: hey cole van landen may be suiting up before the end of this year yeah
6: if you can believe it uh so we're you know we're the what 25th i said uh run blocking team in the league Mm -hmm. we're the number three running team yeah Uh, that's the weird uh, part right yeah 90 running grade just behind uh the patriots and bills are both tied for number one at 90.6 and we are right there in the thick of it with them all the kudos in the world to uh our running backs and and ben sermon um absolutely insane what they're getting done despite the wet toilet paper in front of them on those run
2: plays and i I, I think to be fair to the guys i think that when you've got that number of injuries on the offensive line and it's it's not like it's one guy that's out it's every other week they're having to slot somebody else in move somebody around move elton jenkins move whoever I think I think the lack of cohesion there. I think that I think you really see that in in, in the run blocking.
8: You know what's what's really impressive about that performance and the the line dancing that's been going on there. You know, Aaron Donald in that Rams game came in uh, as the number one or the top interior pass rusher in the NFL, and we didn't have Jenkins that night either. We had the same line except for we had the other night except for Billy Turner, and he gets stoned. And then you watch him last night, absolutely destroy that that offensive line. Um, that guy, that's you know he was hurt in the playoffs last year, so you give him a break there. He came in wanting to smear it in our face, and and he got that that old banged up. Yeah, I shouldn't say old. That young banged up offensive line did a hell of a job, and if you know a lot of that's game plan as well. But that's that's the kind of thing you can plan for, and it does give you hope because we that's that's what we have is hope. That Bakhtiari gets back and hope that nobody else goes down. So that really is. uh... Well, you know, another thing that I
4: noticed.
3: I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead first.
8: What What was the injury? Was it just a
3: strained MCL? I don't. Have they confirmed it? Yeah,
8: I haven't seen the confirmation yet. They're leaning towards MCL. The people that were saying, yeah.
3: No, it was definitely the way it bent. It was like, oh, crap. Mm -hmm. But he walked off the field and he looked pretty strong when he walked off. And it's like, what is that? Right. And a strain. Listen here. If we can, you know, and I've been saying this since the beginning. If we keep winning, why rush these guys back? Right. If we keep staying on top, there's no reason to be throwing Jair and Zadarius and everybody back into the mix. And then all of a sudden we're really screwed. They can't play when we need them. So who knows? Maybe they, you know, maybe they're playing possible a little bit. Well,
4: you know, guys, a lot of what I've noticed over the, the last eight games as opposed to the first eight games as well. And, and, and Pack Daddy mentioned this on today's podcast, I believe, um, is the pad level for, you know, one of the knocks that I had on AJ Dillon at the beginning of the season was that he was running way too upright, right? So he was getting hit and not falling forward. Once he's learned the technique of putting, you know, turning those legs, lowering his pad level, you start seeing a lot of more positive yards, which means that's why he, you know, the yards after catch first contact, he's not going down. It's because his pad level has gone way down over the last, after this, you know, the second half of the season, it seems like he's kind of figured that out a little bit. And that's great to see as well.
1: Yo gang, wanted to take a little break from this Tuesday nights of the round table and touch base with you on your CBD needs. Now, remember, CBD is not the psychoactive component of the hemp plant. This is the one that provides some of the best medical benefits you can receive. Talking about stress relief, inflammation, anxiety, sleeplessness, checks all those boxes, and they have doses that are perfectly designed for you. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Go check them out because they have been supporting us from the get. Also, make sure if you're listening to this music that you're hearing on this podcast, that you're going out to Amazon Music or iTunes and checking out Moon Boot Lover and PeterPrinceMusic.com. is a great guy and a great musician, and uh, I've been rocking with him since the 90s. So, hey. Check them out, TulipTreeGardenCO.com and MoonBootLover at PeterPrinceMusic.com.
8: All right, let's get back to the show. So we got, hopefully, some players coming back w- with such a collection of talent on this podcast. I'm curious what you guys think. It seems to me that most of the places, and I'm referring to the potential next week, perhaps, or the week after return of Jair Alexander. And it seems like a lot of folks are, are suggesting that based on Russell Douglas's play, that that he, he should go into the slot and play the star position. And my concern with that is run support on that shoulder. And it's like, from, from my perspective, I want to leave him on the perimeter as far away from having to deal with running backs and tight ends as possible. Um, but it seems like a lot of smarter guys than me are saying he should go to the slot. Just curious what you all think.
3: Why rush him back? Why rush him hap- back? There, but there's back? no issues right now. There's no issues right now. If you take a look at uh, even with the Bears game there with Justin Fields, he targeted uh, more of our DBs than he did his own wide receivers. These guys are playing lights out. Why change well, I'm not suggesting right now?
8: Well, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> right? For, like, first of all, I'm not suggesting that you rush no, him back. But if no. he's better to go, if he's ready to go, he's the best cornerback on our roster. Oh, 100%. Without, so you play him. That's what I'm saying. When he's going to play, when he's ready, where do you play him?
3: I bet you he could go this week, but I bet you they don't play him until like the second to last week of the year. Get him a couple of easy games in and then right into the playoffs.
8: No, but I am I want to know what position, where, where, you know, is he going to go? Where Jair? Off? Okay.
3: So it'll be Jair out at number one. It'll be uh, 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 perimeter. Stokes. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the perimeter right? And you're going to have Stokes uh, playing uh, not slot. You'll put uh, Douglas in that slot. You'll put Stokes at the other side. And then that way you can use Sullivan and you can use Henry on the inside as well for, uh, you know, those guys are great up against uh, tight ends and things of that nature, except for that, of course, touchdown right before the half where clearly Henry had played way up and Campbell was supposed to be playing press and they both kind of squeezed and there. There goes the wide receiver, (laughs) Bye bye.
6: <laughs> I'm, I'm very ready to have Henry Black off the field. Uh, like oh. him a lot as a person. Really sick of watching him play. He is not playing good football this year. He's
3: he's he's hit and miss, and the problem is, is he's been missing a lot. And it's like, dang it, you know, the kid's got spark. He reminds me of Shannon Sullivan from last year, right? Yeah. When Sullivan was kind of like, you're like, oh, I don't know about this guy, and now this year, like, this guy is really starting to play the part, right? Henry's kind of one of those guys, you know. He's that. He's that. He needs another year, you know. He's got great speed. I mean, and speed, speed is everything. Speed kills, right? Just like Stokes. Sorry, I love my DBs, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. He's muted while he's speaking to us. Who's muted?
1: Edit that. Oh. Eric. Edit that one. <laughs> hey, uh, let's l- let's talk about what we have going on. In the special teams room, it's a freaking debacle right now. And Matt LaFleur is talking about bringing up other players to come on and get some more talent and reliability on there. Dale, what's your take uh, and what is your suggestions on possible upgrades on that special teams unit?
5: Well, anything is an upgrade, right? Worst Mm -hmm. special teams in the league right now, as far as PFF goes, 32nd ranked PFF special teams we talked about it a couple minutes ago. One of the things I don't understand is I think there's some simple solutions and maybe it's just me because I'm a simple guy. If you can kick it through the end zone on every kickoff, there's no return, right? I know that every position in your, on your roster on game day is important, but if you can't recover kick returns, then go grab Sebastian Janikowski or some old ass dude that can kick it through the end zone. Like, I don't care who it is, but we can't do it right now. And Bajorquez can kick the ball out of bounds. You know, he kicks it to the corner. He, I mean, he sort of did that on that long punt return too, where he kind of kicked it towards the edge. I feel like those pieces can be fixed pretty simply. I mean I, I don't know. I but the return game, I don't know who you put back on punt returns at this point. Really? Really. You know, go grab anybody off the shit heap and put them out there that can catch just fair catch everything. Fair catch every punt. Don't don't do anything else with it. <laughs> yeah. Those are my simple you know fixes to special teams.
1: Chris, if you had some uh, starters that you would pull, I mean, we see AJ Dillon out there on special teams right now, which blows my mind. But <laughs> You know, Chris. Uh, who are some players on special teams that you just immediately see has got to be replaced right now? Anybody?
7: <sighs> Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My thing with the special teams. I just think it's so funny that that we're here now that they literally asked Devonte after the game on Sunday night if he'd be willing to if he's if he'd be willing to entertain going back there on punt returns. And he was like, well, I wouldn't want to do it. But in an emergency, I suppose, I mean, maybe. And I'm like, hey, man, we're there now. (laughs) Like... It's an emergency. Like at this point, I might honestly say just have Devontae go back there and field the fair, ca- field the catch <laughs> just fair guys, catching. guys, part that. of the problem with, with you know, with
4: I can't even believe I'm saying teams.
7: that, but I'm like, that's where we are now. Like, just
4: it is, Fine. He won't <laughs> it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: But bringing in starters, the problem is that when you've got these guys that are rotational players, right, that all of a sudden, like EQ, right, he was big in terms of special teams and now he got concussed, but a lot of the times. Is they're going to focus their practice time not on special teams, and especially with COVID and everything that's going on, I guarantee you that they're not practicing as much as match special teams. But guys like Lowry, who's had you know almost a hundred snaps at in the special teams, but what's his focus, right? His focus is on the game plan and actually being a part of the actual game plan as opposed to special teams. So bringing in starters, isn't necessarily going to solve the problem because most of their time is going to be spent on the game plan for the week as opposed to on special teams. Anyway,
5: I totally agree with that, but it's a talent level, right? There's a difference in talent level between starters and guys that sit the bench or, or only play special teams. Do I want Dean Lowry or Devonte Adams getting hurt in a game? God, no, but when it comes down to playoff football, I think you give it a roll. You roll it out there and see with your best guys. You got to have hey, a
1: player out there too. I mean, well, listen, I mean,
7: Belichick Taylor. started before New England when special teams have been an issue. He's had starters go out there and log significant special team snaps, and it's and it's helped.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, hey, I'll tell you this though: it just being a starter is not in itself enough. Um, I'm gonna read off a list of guys who have um, bad. PFF grades for special teams who I think you would describe as starters. i um, going from uh, best to worst. All right. <clears throat> we have uh Juwan Winfrey. Who's now on our offense. Uh, Kingsley Kiki, Devonte Adams, Adrian Amos, Amari Rogers, Alan Lazard, Kevin King, Kylan Hill, AJ Dillon, Malik Taylor, uh, John Runyon, Robert Tunyon. Josiah Deguara, and last, Dennis Kelly. Those guys are all the ones who have bad PFF grades on the season for special teams. The, Devontae Adams has played four special teams snaps this season. Um, he has a below-average grade. Now, you flip it around, you look at who are the best guys. Some of them are guys who are you know, really good starters, like Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. But you also got – I mean, the, the very best graded special teams player we have is Henry Black. Also, right up there, you got TJ Slayton, Jonathan Garvin, oren Burks, uh, Ty Summers, uh, Tipanalia, Lucas Patrick. You know, these guys are playing good on special teams. It's kind of just a, a mismatch. You got special, you got uh, guys who are just kind of career special teamers and guys who are starters, and it's it's kind of a weird even mix the whole way through. So, just being a starter doesn't seem to be enough i mean robert Tunyon was one of the worst special teams players we had um and and the, the third worst overall was josiah de who has played significant uh, special teams this year he's very bad at it well, was, really good on it was
8: ty summers and burks that screwed the touchdown return last weekend and so basically even the best that we have on special teams stink well that that's why the the best way to get better at special teams
9: is to have all of your starters healthy. <laughs> and that, that's why. And that's why like that. That's, that has to be a, a big contributor to this is you you're now asking the guys that would normally be your special teams guys consistently are now being, like you said, they're being pulled up and they're taking their focus away from special teams and they're going to the other side of the ball. Well, you got to replace them with guys that, aren't even as good as the guys that were only good enough for your special teams. So, you know, the, the talent level, it's, it it trickles down the, those injuries trickle down and special teams really gets affected by it. And I, you asked the question, the one guy I'm replacing is Amari Rogers. I'm, I I think we can all agree. Like we're over the Amari Mm -hmm. Rogers experiment at, at punt return. I understand not like trying to kill the kids Mm -hmm. uh, confidence or whatever, but, like i've I've seen enough for this year. he can build confidence back up in otas and and training camp next summer I, I don't need any more of it right now i like I' said I'd rather have nobody back there returning the punts and and just co- cover cover any anything else at the goal line and let it roll wherever it rolls and let your offense do what do what you want from there I, i'm I'm done with amari
3: rogers back there
6: well, I, what, about believe?
3: what about Malik Turner? Like, okay, so (laughs) Amari Rodgers catches it wrong. It happens. This is why these guys are on special teams and they're not starters. It's because they can't catch as well as the starters. This is how it works, guys, right? When you try it out for wide receiver, you drop a couple passes, then suddenly you're with the DBs. Right? This is how it works when you play football. The guys that are back there, they're not perfect. These guys aren't the world's best punt returner. These are the guys that are fast and they, they, they make the special teams, right? But the Amari Rodgers, what's really interesting about Amari Rodgers is is the only time that he came into the game, he was never targeted. He was only run blocking. What? The calm is out. What? if Can we trade this guy? Is it too late to trade? Like, is there something? Like, wh- what's the deal here? Is he if he's that far behind? Let's get Winfrey up and let's let's let Amari play on the practice squad or keep him further well, down Win- the Winfrey line or is, something.
6: Winfrey is well, up he, is Winfrey is. he is now, he
3: is now because Malik Turner muffed that uh, uh, on the five yard line, tried to catch it while he was running out of bounds, and then he hurt, he hurt an oblique muscle doing that. So that,
1: that comes down to coaching. Uh, you know if you if you if, exactly. if, if you guys are not having conversations in the coaching room and you don't have players saying hey listen in situational football if you're not aware that the ball <laughs> that's on the coaching side and that's and that's where we're having this discussion yeah. between talent on special teams and the coaching because everybody's calling for Mo's head right now right everybody hey are we going to cut him midseason no it's not going to happen but the thing is the thing is, you're He's seeing to be back
6: here next year.
1: You know that, right? That's oh, the problem that we're going to oh, have I, I, because we're going to I have the faith. very much disagree not a chance. with that.
6: I don't think so. Sean Menenga got 2 years. <laughs> Sean Menenga absolutely yeah. did not deserve a second year. Yeah, I would. Mose I get a second year. I if think if think. special Hopefully teams
7: ends up being what makes this thing go shit house, I can't imagine Drayton's back. We lost the
6: game cuz of special teams last year and LaFleur didn't care. I mean, he did fire Menenga at the end of the year, but he waited another six, seven games to do
8: so after the Colts' loss. What about just basic, basic rules? If you're not standing on the 41-yard line along the sideline, don't touch the ball. I mean, yeah. th- this is basic, <laughs> yeah, basic that, stuff. That's beyond. That's you know,
9: beyond – Mo Drayton isn't you know, sitting there every week with the, now remember, guys,
1: yeah. ball well, goes out of bounds yeah. means
0: good
9: –
6: yeah, you know he i did, did hear somebody Grayton doesn't have the basic competency to work with guys and stuff like that he does <laughs> that's
1: but he that's like no that's like high school stuff the high, malik turner's high yeah. school coach should have been telling him that no for real he should have did yeah. and that's why and that's why you, you, if you're the professional coach and you're putting them in that situation and, and you haven't seen any other mental errors and in practices, I have to assume that there's had to be some other issues with them where you go, hey, man, learning opportunities for you here, Malik. But when it translates into the game, like, like Matt said, listen, Amari Cooper or Amari Rogers is a second round pick who's got a lot of upside. I'm excited for him. Kids bouncing punts off his fucking face mask. Can't happen. Got to go. Hey,
6: We're
8: in the NFL putting right, him right now. back
6: out there on the retry on the, the retry. Pun.
8: Yeah. yeah, Thank, thank Rasul Douglas. Thank Rasul Douglas for the heads up play yeah, on the gunner. For sure. for sure. You know, that's that's what saved that. And a, vener- a very generous
6: ref call. I think uh, yeah. I think that was as iffy as it gets.
2: You, oh, not touch him.
6: garbage call. You <laughs> do garbage
2: call. We're we talking about <laughs> I that? Mean,
8: Oh, yeah. Come if on. he steps oh, out of he bounds, out of he's bounds. out of bounds. That's it. Wait, he can <laughs> back. It oh. doesn't matter. Oh, if you're forced out of bounds, you can go out of bounds. You can't go out untouched. That's I understand, but
3: this is but this rule. is like when they call holding, and it was holding on the way other side of the field and had nothing to do with the play. And you look back and go, what did that have to do with anything?
1: Hey, listen, it, the backers have been screwed out enough calls over the years Oh, my heart's got, broken that hey, I'm taking every goddamn call that I'll comes our it. way. I'm going to eat it up. Top it with I took it. Plus, but but plus I took it with about a our, snicker,
3: right? Like, hee, hee, hee.
6: <laughs> What's that, JJ. When when we're playing with the handicap of Mo Drayton calling our special oh, teams, yeah. uh, we need all the help we can get anywhere we Amen. Can get it. that Amen. that that levels any playing field right there. Amen.
7: I just I just keep coming back to what did Lafleur see in Drayton
3: that made He's him nice think guy. that was a good move? What,
6: what
7: pictures nice guy does guys,
3: Drayton have is? of Lafleur?
7: Was it just that he what? was willing to work cheap? <laughs> like what is? I don't know what it
5: was
3: what is it is he mowing his lawn too like what is the deal
7: <laughs> i still and still it still burns my ass that they had darren rizzi in town when lafleur took over he wanted the job they lowballed him he said well fuck you and got on the plane and left mm.
6: he was in greenview had him they
7: cheaped yeah, the, out
6: so that was what three years ago now New Orleans yeah. has had the number one ranked special teams
8: three years in a row. Yeah. And
7: it's that's where he's money. been all three years, right? And we yeah. keep
8: going, we keep hiring people. And then when we fire them, we hire their assistants. Yeah. And, right. And, and they, have the have guy that and they say, we're honest. not, our special teams are not living up to our standards. Well, no, they're living up to our standards exactly. The right. Same ones for the Our last twenty years. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that's here's the thing sharp, about that,
6: will... that hiring the assistant of Ron Zook and Sean Menenga is going exactly the way you thought yeah. it would have gone. Yeah, that's yeah. where we are. I'm Cracking a beer right now, boys. Yeah. All right,
4: I'm just cracking a beer. Oh, pull point. over. I'm pull over if you're no. Cracking if you're no cracking Whoa. Whoa. Let, the kids out. Out Let this... the kids out. Let the kids out. No, screw them. You know what? We're we're just gonna pass the bottle around. We'll be right
3: back. It's a school night. Yeah, just one shot. Exactly. Pat, make him pass that earlier.
1: <laughs> well, we can't talk out of one side of our mouth saying how good Gudikins has done on the team, bringing in talent. And then, you know, we, we're, we're sitting here looking for starters to take special team positions and still have the worst special teams in the league. I mean, there's just no question. It's time to cut bait on Mo and JJ. I hope you don't have any mojo with the Packers that all of a sudden he stays for another year because they heard you on this podcast. Because some bitch, he's got to go. We got we just need a whole new overhaul and hope. Knock on wood that we make it through this you know playoff run with no major errors on that special teams. You know, so I
6: don't I don't make things happen. I just call it like I see it. And uh, Lafleur is, I, I would say, has been so far this season loyal to Drayton to a fault. Mm. And, and, and I'll say this, I don't think it is a talent issue because we have seen every phase of special teams have good stretches throughout the year where they're playing fine with some of the same guys you're seeing out there right now. Mm-hmm. You see, there's been times when uh, the field goal kicking is on point. Guess what? It is right now. Talent didn't yeah. change. It was, hey, Mo actually started paying attention to getting these guys to fo- finally focus on fixing that. And everything else falls apart because he can't manage more than one thing at a time. That's exactly what's going on. It's not more complicated than that. He is not running this in a competent fashion. And the floor even said when he was asked about it, he said, you know, we've, you know, all year we've seen like every phase of special teams uh, has been playing really, really good football, Um, you know, at various times they're capable of doing it. and, And that's why I'm sticking with him hey, you know what? You need them to all play well at the same time, and preferably for the whole year, especially toward the end of the year when you're playing these crucial playoff uh, games where it all matters, especially when you're playing against a division rival. You can't be giving up points on special teams. You can't be... I I don't understand why we... I, I, I can't talk about the Chiefs game. I'm going to talk about the Chiefs game again. I'm going to get mad. Not going to do it. <laughs> JJ, when you get a
4: press pass, when you get a press pass, you'll have a little earbud and we'll put all of our questions in there so you can actually ask the questions that we want to hear from Coach LaFleur <laughs> as opposed to these little powder puff where they don't actually ask the question that we want to hear, Soft, which is well, fucking yeah. annoying all the
5: time. It's just like,
4: ask the fucking question. How do you Please, live with Mo
9: Drayton?
5: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the one you time breakfast. you have a press pass, JJ. One day. <laughs> so do we'll we all?
7: So then, do we all agree that the Green Bay media is basically just a bunch
3: of cheerleaders? Uh, know. I, I Now, wait a minute. I thought that, and I thought that, especially about Nagler. And then Negler asked Lafleur a question about does he check the analytics and does he pay attention to who's the hot hand during the game and that? And Lafleur surprisingly said, no, he doesn't. He just goes by feel. And it was clear this was before Dylan was getting the ball more consistently that you would see Dylan would get the ball six or seven times and he was averaging eight yards a carry or seven yards a carry. It was like, why, why aren't we going back to that? What's happening? Why are we doing this other stuff? Right, and that was kind of what he was alluding to. So I can I can see that when the frustration boils over, they stop being cheerleaders. But when we're winning, there's a lot of this, you know. Hey, how's your dog? Hey, that's a great pumpkin there. Happy Halloween, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Nagler does ask good questions. I I appreciate that about him.
9: Hmm.
2: I don't I don't I don't think there are any worse. Maybe no better, but no worse than some others. I mean. Eric, you'll have seen the the guys in Cleveland. You know, I follow the Browns quite closely. Some of of those guys uh, leave a little bit to be desired, Mm -hmm. shall we say. Um, I won't name names, but some of you may be able to guess. We um
9: so, uh,
7: I, I, wouldn't that just wouldn't that just be because Cleveland they just emptied the chamber over the years asking the hard questions because the Browns have sucked so bad <laughs> what other hard questions do you want us to ask well that how is, many times I mean, can we ask how bad do you why do you suck
2: that is that I, I, is a thing I too go back is... to Jack, JJ's point because I I agree with JJ I I I think that Mo Drayton will be back next year I think Lafleur is a loyal guy. Sure and I is. think Lafleur also remembers that when he ran the offense back in Tennessee or wherever it was that finished 32nd in the league, he remembers that. And he remembers the opportunities that he then got. And, and I think they'll stick with Mo And I, I think the bigger question the Packers have to ask themselves as an organization is why, whichever special teams coordinator they have, and you can go back beyond Menenga and Ron Zook and John Bonamago, and all of those names that you can think of that we've long since probably forgotten. It's been the same for 25 years, give or take the odd year here or there. There may be something in the drafting philosophy around what they do in rounds five, six, or seven, and the types of players that they pick. There may be something in that. The injuries are certainly a factor, but I think the drafting philosophy may have something to do with it as well. When you're looking to pick up starters, in rounds five, six or seven with wide receivers that you're picking or or, mm-hmm. or offensive linemen and I'm, I'm not criticising those picks per se. Other teams are looking at round seven, a wide receiver in round seven as being the sixth wide receiver and a special teams guy and he's a special teams guy first or the linebacker, the inside linebacker they pick in round six is a special teams guy first who can fill in. And, and I just think the drafting philosophy may be different. I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm just saying it's different potentially.
6: That's, that's an excellent point and uh I, I will just give Goody some credit that he did this year. He said uh McDuffie and Kylan Hill were special teams picks. That that's he he said so the day they were drafted. Hmm. And I, and I think that maybe but, but that, maybe, yeah, maybe he's looking great. at what it has been in the past and and was saying we that your theory is right we do need to have an organizational shift in how we do that and think think about think about what the return game looks
9: like if kylan hill doesn't get hurt
6: Ooh, yeah, that's no a great that, point i'm just gonna say could, that Jamie. yeah yeah it's a great point
9: he's like easily like you we could be we we could we could, we could have seen kylan hill back there returning punts returning kicks and he's and if he's just even mediocre at it
2: we're, we're not even having like these kind
9: of conversations
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's
2: it, it, it's it's odd you know there's plenty of ways of looking at it you look at amari rogers looked like he never fielded a punt before the other night the way he tried to catch the one that hit his face mask. that guy returned 68 punts in college yeah so let's not pretend this is the first time yeah. the guy's been out there right like college, college isn't the pros or whatever else but he's pretty much done it his whole career so what's what's happened and i mm-hmm. don't know the answer I, I, there, I think there is something
9: it's it's not quantifiable. It's not a, it's, it's more of a feel and maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting on it and I'll have to talk to my therapist about it a little bit, but like, like it almost sort of feels like the, the like special teams has sort of a Yip's, feel to it you know everyone's everyone's talking about special teams bad special teams bad how are they going to fuck up this time who's going to muff the kick this time what new way are we going to find a way to to screw things up look at who's look at how many times we're letting these pressures like i i think that's a huge contribution to mason missing especially in cincinnati missing those field goals is he's got he's got guys barreling down on him every single time and he knows that and it's in his head and i wonder if like at a certain point some of some of what's going on with, like especially with Amari Rogers, like you said, this isn't the first time he's returned punts. He did it all in college. Is is he in his head? Are is are these guys on special teams in their head so much now that they're they're expecting to fail when they go out there now? You know, right? But can I just point. say
7: one positive thing on special teams? Quick, isn't it nice <laughs> that you're the first because there is one. Isn't it nice for the first time since going back to what Josh or no? Um, Craig Hendrick, we have a punter. Oh, for oh. sure, man. Yeah, but you,
8: you know what happened to him last night? He went league wide from fourth in net to 17th in one game.
6: Oh, <sighs> don't, no, 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 don't talk about net yards for punters. That is the single yeah. most useless stat <laughs> in all of sports. It tells you nothing, it takes one irrelevant stat which is how far the, the punter got the ball down the field which is situational so that in itself is a useless stat mm-hmm. and it combines that with another stat that has nothing to do with the punter which is the how far does the other guy bring it back <laughs> there is no stat in all no. of sports that i think is less useful uh, talk to me about qb wins before you talk to me about net punting yards yeah i i can't let that one go by without ranting a little
8: bit
7: like hey, you Liz, never want to see your team punt but it's nice when but when boho comes out it's like well th-
9: he'll do his job yeah yeah and it's like I, little, I haven't taken little that little for granted this year Hurt either
1: <laughs>
9: what's that the little butt shimmy he does doesn't hurt either to, to know that he's <laughs> coming out there and he, we're gonna see a little show
1: yeah well and he got a tackle too in that game as well i mean no pat mcafee smash but uh you know he's in there he's throwing shoulders he did hey. shank a punt though yeah, well, we're gonna do that, you know, as a he former, hit it out of
7: bounds at least.
1: As a former high school uh, all-conference punter, it is a really <laughs> tough job, and I'm just gonna defend Bojo yeah. until hey, I, I. I defended
6: J.K. Scott for years. Yeah, I did. Yeah.
1: Um, hey guys, I, I just you know we're, we've been uh, rocking and rolling here for about an hour, and I we we have not discussed QB one, and I I don't want to talk about any of the bullshit trauma, anything else. A couple things I just want to get your feelings on. Number one. A lot of MVP rumble right now. Uh, is he somebody that you think is MVP, uh, you know, candidate? And I'm talking top three right now. Is he one of those for you? Number two, from the vibes you've seen in the Green Bay Packers locker room this year and how Aaron Rodgers has been talking on all of his platforms, is it realistic for us to start thinking about you know the next two or three years with Aaron Rodgers returning as our quarterback? Start it off, Chris.
7: Um, as for your first question, do you want now, you said you don't want any of the drama, so you don't want me to take my sock off and show you guys my toe. (laughs) because I got a good angle here on the the futon. Um, so your your question, is it realistic to start thinking about Roger? No, I I tend to think this is it, that this is really, this is the, this is the last dance for him. And I think a lot of what he said is, you know, I think everybody's kind of playing nice as far as Rogers and Gutekunst and everybody, but he's not a guy who lets grudges go easy as we've learned. And I, I think he, everything he was mad about before, I would guess he's still mad about. And I would think he'll be a court. He'll be quarterbacking somewhere else next fall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Dan?
9: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think a lot of the, a lot of the niceties and stuff that we hear of Aaron Rodgers talking about all all the, all the little clips and quotes that come out where everyone's tweeting and saying like, sure seems like he wants to stick around a whole nother year or a couple uh, other years. Honestly, I think that's all, I think it's all leverage. I think it's to lay the groundwork so that, you know, everyone, all all of us, all the fans, we start seeing this and see, well, he's, they've made amends. He wants to stick around. He needs to do it. And it puts the onus on Brian Guttekunst and Russ Ball to, to make it work now. And I I just, that's the thing is I, I don't, I don't really care so much about, the emotions and the relationships, because what it comes down to is money. It, it, I don't. Care. They could hate each other's guts if they can
3: make the money work. Then, then it can work. But it, it's not I, about the money, it, it, isn't it? It's not about the money. It has nothing to do with the money. That's why he's only taking like thirty-three well, percent this but, year. But I think. But I think it's. <laughs> I think the it, entire gap.
9: I think it becomes. I think it becomes more about the money with the rest of the team, like. You're gonna to have to find a way to pay Jair. You to have to find a way to pay Devontae, and I just don't know if, like, if there's a way, if there's a decision that comes down where they decide to. Because I think moving forward, if it's a decision between keeping Devontae and keeping Jair, like you almost, I think you lean towards towards Jair. And that, you in have that to. scenario, you're right. Have you have to. To. 20, absolutely. what is he? 24, 25 right. yeah, Oh yeah. Experience. That's not absolutely. even right. Best cor- right. Like and so, and so, if, and so if Devonte is not there, you've, you've already killed his golden goose and Jake Kummerow, you know, that, that's his, that's his best friend for life. And, <laughs> and so if you get, if Devontae's not there, if uh, you know, if you start making other changes, like it, it just, it, it seems to me, there's just no way to keep this, Core together the way that it is now, and keep Rodgers happy to make it work. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I lean towards I just lean towards no right now because again I won't I won't believe that he's back until I see the little video of him walking in in his Thunder Mifflin shirt at at training camp again. <laughs> and and you know, not just
7: Jair. You mentioned Jair, but also Elton Jenkins is a free agent at the end of next season too. So well, those Devondra are two massive extensions. I'll have to do this offseason. Right, Russell,
1: Russell Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> no.
8: Hey, Eric, I'll take a swing at that and I'll say yeah. one yes, he's clearly in the top three of the MVP. However, the sports writers that he wasn't exactly clear and honest with are the people that vote. I I'm I'm I'd be really surprised. They're going to be looking for a way to go, Brady, or somebody else. If Rogers goes crazy the last four weeks and does something really special, he probably has a decent shot. But I I don't expect him to win, but he's certainly worthy. Just look at the throat of Lazard against the Bears rest my case that just Mm. you're seeing that kind of play from him Uh, and on the uh, on the coming back part boy I think it's too early to tell I I really do I think if he wins the Super Bowl here that there that anything's possible um if he doesn't win another Super Bowl who knows too early to tell yeah yeah what
1: do you think Peter
2: I agree with just about everything that's been said. I I, I think there's multiple questions with Rogers as one. Does he actually want to come back? Does he want to retire? Does he want to come back to Green Bay? Does he want to come back to like somewhere else? Do the Packers want him back? Can they fit him under the cap, which I think is a huge, huge question? Um I, I just don't know. I just don't know the the answer there. I, I I go one way and then then the other. So I guess on that basis it's kind of 50-50 for me, but I I, I really don't know. Um I agree with everybody's point about if you had to pay Jair Alexander or Devontae Adams, heaven forbid, then for me, it's 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 Jair Alexander. One on and two on it's extremely difficult to get corners. Um, yes, it's difficult to get wide receivers, but it's, it's really difficult to get corners. Mm-hmm. It's, best, it's the best corner the Packers have drafted since, I don't know, probably Timmy Lewis back in the middle of the 80s, and that's a long, long time ago. Um, so I agree with that. Draft that's capital and, yeah, we've invested into these guys, right? I
4: mean, we've we've drafted corners over and over and yep. over and over again, and we finally hit on one. Why are we not going to do that? Obviously, that is a staple of what we're looking for in the
6: draft. So, Jair is priority. Yeah,
8: kind of looks uh, like we hit on two. Just saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and as for the MVP thing, I think he's in the conversation. Absolutely in the conversation. But I think it's up for grabs in these in these last in these last four weeks. You know, I think Brady's always in that conversation, whether he should be or not. When his team's ten and three, he, Kyler Murray's going to be in the conversation. If the outsider, probably, but not out of it. If Indianapolis is finishes four and zero, Jonathan Taylor could be in the mm-hmm. conversation because sure. there isn't an outstanding candidate
9: this year. Micah so, Parsons? So anyone and like a person? I think
7: there's, I think there's a really good chance Taylor wins it. That the quarterbacks all cancel each other out. And if the Colts yeah. make the playoffs, I could see Taylor I, swooping in and taking it.
2: I think it's certainly a possibility because there hasn't been the one outstanding candidate. Exactly, that's certainly a possibility. But yeah, that's it for me.
1: <laughs> I like Jonathan Taylor a lot, and he's he's uh he's, Sort of feels like the Heisman race, doesn't it?
2: It does. Yeah, yeah.
9: it really does. It
1: does. <laughs> Um, Dale, what are you thinking?
5: I have to agree with Eric. I think, first of all, I think it's Tom Brady's MVP to lose. He's got a shit all over himself in the last couple of weeks to lose it. And Rogers is up there, but his statistics early on weren't great because they were playing a little more balanced football and he didn't have the gaudy, you know, 400 yard, five touchdown day. So I think he's second until Brady all sudden falters. And as far as him coming back next year, I think it goes to how this season rides out. If they win a Super Bowl, I think it's a little bit difficult to walk away from that. You know, if they fall in the NFC Championship game again, hes I think he's gone mm-hmm. for sure. I think it rides on what we do as a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those other things, you know, put into play, the money and all of those things. I just think it rides on what does he want to do? And if we win a Super Bowl, I think he would want to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We think, JJ. As for the MVP race, I
6: think it's all been said except for one thing. I will just say uh, the most yards Aaron Rodgers has thrown for so far this season is 385. And I think the Colts game last year was the last time he cracked 400. Brady has two games of 400 or more so far this year. I think that that is going to sway some voters. I think that that matters to them. doesn't matter to me, but I think it matters to some voters. I think Kyler Murray probably took himself out of the MVP conversation last night. night. I think Kirk Cousins took himself out of it a little while ago, although he was right there for most of the season. Jonathan Taylor is probably still up there, although I think James Conner is probably – Maybe eroding Taylor's case a little bit, just because he's so close to him in touchdowns. So I would just say that, but I think it's uh, one Brady, two Rodgers right now. As for him coming back, I'll just say I, I don't, I still don't really think it's up to Rodgers. I don't think it really has been. I think he wants it to be up to him. And I don't think it has been at any point. I think that the the entire question is whether the Packers feel. That Jordan Love is the guy next year if if they don't I don't you cannot make a one-year deal work with Aaron Rodgers it's not going to happen you're you're not going to have a team next year you can very easily keep Rodgers and Devante and Jair and Elton if you tack a bunch of years on everybody's contracts if you are willing to commit to Rodgers for four years here you can make it happen absolutely you can it's whether Mark Murphy and Brian Gudikins want to do that, and I will just—I'll just tell you this: they have a pretty darn good track record over the last few years of moving on from guys at just the right time. Look at Brian Balaga. Look at—I mean, Corey Lindsey. Every, everybody Dirty we Lange. move on. CJ Lang. Everybody we move on from, they just fall apart as soon as they leave. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to Rogers. I'm just saying if we move on from him. I'm not going to immediately declare that Murphy and Gutekunst are idiots. I'm going to say their track record is a lot better than mine. And it's way better than the folks in the media. I don't think this is up to Rogers. I think it it comes down to if they are willing to commit to him for another four or so years, which is what he wants to do. He wants Mm -hmm. that. But I, I think he knows that his position is very tenuous. They were asking him about it. After the Bears game, do you think this is your last game against the Bears in a Packers uniform? He says, well, I don't think it's my last game against the Bears. Very obviously making it clear that that was how he was answering it, that he was saying, I don't know if I'm going to be back against the Packers, but I'm not retiring. That is, was very clearly his message. And I last thing I'll say is I always find it a little bit interesting <clears throat> that – a lot of people say on social media that, well, I don't see how we can retain Devontae if we lose Aaron. Devontae cares about one thing, man. Getting paid. Paycheck. All he right. wants a paycheck. It's a lot easier to keep Devontae if you don't have Rodgers. Yep. If you think that Devontae is going to go to Denver if Rogers goes there, man, you got another thing coming. That is not how this thing works. I mean, you look at... Detroit and Jacksonville and the Jets, and every crappy team in the league who's able to retain their guys because they make him one of the highest paid players in the league. Devontae is very clear about what he wants. It's not to play with Aaron Rodgers, it's to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. That's what he wants. That's what it comes down to. Packers can make it happen if that's what they want to do. Once they solve the Aaron Rodgers question, and I think the Aaron Rodgers question is up to them. They have to decide their confidence level in the Jordan Love plan. They're either going to move on with Jordan and probably keep Devontae unless they decide, hey, we need to do some serious cap healing over the next couple of years here. And Devonte's getting up there in age. That's the one situation where maybe they decide to move on from him. But Goody already said that, that he wants to get a deal done with Devontae and that the only issue that is that they are – disagreeing over the definition of highest paid wide receiver. So in my mind, it's a done deal. I think they're keeping Devante. I, I I don't see any other reason to doubt that that is what's going to happen. When the Packers say that they're trying to get a deal done with the guy, it happens. They make it happen. And is it going to take a while? Yeah, because it's a big deal. How you get it done. Yeah, I think they're going to get it done.
9: But going, going, going back to, to what I was saying before, to the point I made before about the, the talent level on the rest of the the roster on on the back end. How much longer can you keep the the league's highest paid left tackle, one of the highest paid pass rushers, in, or uh, defensive tackles, and Kenny Clark, uh, uh, the high one of the highest paid running backs, one of the highest paid wide receivers, and Aaron Rodgers, and then also fill out, and then Jair Alexander will probably want the uh, top cornerback money. How how much more like you're not going to be able to keep guys like Amos? You're not going to be able to retain guys like Savage. Right. Uh, the Smith, one of the Smith brothers will almost oh, assuredly be a cap, a cap casualty this year.
6: Smith brothers are going. Aaron Jones is going as well. Those are not staying in place. AJ Dillon. Oh, the guy. I would. Di-
7: I disagree. I, Aaron Jones will be back next year.
6: He yeah. may be back next year. He's not back two years from now. No. Oh, well, I don't think the plan yeah. was ever oh, beyond that. Yeah. Though I think it was always a two year deal.
1: Two year, nineteen million. Oh. Oh.
8: So sure. so does Aaron does Aaron Rodgers win? We all know that he wants to come back. He wants the security of knowing that he's going to be the quarterback. So if, if we win a Super Bowl this year, does Aaron Rodgers has he then made it too tough for Gude to move on from a Super Bowl winning quarterback who wants to come back?
7: See, I, I see I look at it, I almost look at it differently. I I might like, maybe I'm crazy. I feel like it's easier for everybody to move on if they do win the Super I agree. Bowl. Because it's easier for everybody to kind of shake hands and go, "Well, well, boys, mission accomplished." Yeah.
9: Because it ends. It ends. Aaron Rodgers, the story Brett Favre didn't get to.
7: Exactly. Amen. Yep. And he gets I, to I, ride so off into win, the sunset as the. I think. Yep. The and it's like you know boy. what? You guys can start your new era. I'm going to go to Denver. Everybody wins. I feel like if they win the Super Bowl, it almost becomes a lock that he won't be back.
2: So I, 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 I think the struggle they've got is a t- is a timing issue, right? So once the season ends they cannot trade Aaron Rodgers until the trade window opens, which is the middle of March, which is the same day. They have to be under the cap. So they literally have to be under the cap before they can trade Aaron Rodgers anyway. So Rodgers cap number is a, is a huge issue for them because they can't do anything with it unless they extend him now before the end of, before the end of the season, they've got a real problem with that. And it also, also then comes into the Devontae Adams situation, because if they don't extend Devontae Adams, he becomes a free agent on the, whatever the, March the 16th, right? And at, and, at, and at that point, they still don't have the money from moving on, in inverted commas, Aaron Rodgers, because they can't have traded him before March the 16th. There's oh, a babe. huge timing issue for the Packers here. And I just, somebody needs to sit down with Ken Ingalls, because I can't quite get my head around how they get under under that yeah, number, but... what, um, and quite what their move with Aaron Rodgers is, hmm. unless he signs an extension. I just don't know what their move is. Because yeah, tra- once, once the Super Bowl's been done, they can't trade it no, until, you March, can, until March the 16th.
6: You can't do a new contract with him, and then if you're on the same
2: page with him, they can do a new, new contract with him if that's, yeah. a, if that's the, the way they want to go. But that's a big if. Yeah, but no, but I'm
6: saying if you're going to trade him, you can do a new contract with him. Sign and trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: But, but you can't. The problem is you can't you can't trade him until March March 16th. Right. That's the issue. Yeah. If he'll sign right. a new contract. Yeah. No, you. But, yeah, I get, I get, I get where you're going.
1: But yeah. that, yeah, his his huge contract that he signs for the
2: trade has to fit under the cap.
1: Man, I'm yeah. sure Russ Ball's got a job. Out oh here. yeah,
2: they'll, they'll they'll work it out. But it's just mm. another one of those complications that they that they've got to work out. Yeah. I, I don't even think they're
6: it. stressed about it actually. I, I I think that they know what they're going to do, and I think they're not stressed about it. Hmm. I think a handful of
3: names aren't coming back next year. And I think that's going to be the key. I mean, to to get on it, I think uh, uh, Brady is the MVP. Rodgers is number two right now. Brady's got the cakewalk in. He should be able to just slam dunk this thing as Rodgers is going to struggle a little bit with some tougher teams. But Rodgers, I think the only way he comes back is if he wins the Super Bowl. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, we're all going to be going, so what was all this hubbub? What was the what was the COVID and the immunized and all this off season and leaving us in the dark. And you know what, Roger's making statements about whether or not he's going to come back or play the bears or I'm buying popcorn. I, I really don't care what he has to say. I'll see it when I freaking believe it. This goes back to like Favre. Remember Favre? Oh, I'm coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm coming back. I'm not coming back. And I would hope and pray and cry. And then he wouldn't come back and then he came back on the plane. I'm not going down that road with that guy. I'll wait and see. I, I, he's already ch- he's already chosen what he wants to say and how he wants to say it to us instead of just speaking to us. So I'll wait and see with that guy. But I don't think the only way he comes back is if we win a Super Bowl and he tries to do it twice in a row. And if that happens, I mean, just like Peter was just saying, he's going to have to do some sweetheart deal. He's going to have to do something similar to Brady where they go, okay, it's uh, 50 million bucks over five years, but it's all loaded in the fourth and fifth year, right? Like that way they can make some room. But zadarius I don't think, and we've said it on our podcast a couple of times. And JJ, we talked about this too. I don't think we see Zedarius in another uh, Packer uniform again. I think that's it for Zedarius. And Preston Smith is kind of one of those question marks, even though he's playing lights out. How much money is he going to want? You well, know, he's earned
1: most of his back already. Or he's oh, not oh, yeah, exactly, right yeah. now, as he continues accumulating sacks,
3: you he's know, showing right? the, he's showing the front office, "Hey, I put my money where my mouth is, and now you're going to pay me." And the front office is going to be on the hook. To have to reward that on top of which we got to sign douglas and you have to sign campbell you can't let that guy walk out the door after a season like that right so before goes, we even get into adams you know the yeah, defense
2: yeah, it absolutely goes back to the question that danny asked a few minutes ago which is, which is about if you if you sign you know the top left tackle in the league the top left yeah. tackle in the league the quarterback whatever whatever it is you know Eventually, you've only got so much so much to go around, and, right. and, and that's where you start running into problems, A, trying to re-sign a Devondre Campbell or a Razul Douglas or, or whoever, but also at the back end of the roster, of the roster as well. Yeah, um, I'm, well, and I'm I, fa-
7: You know, you talk about contracts. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. to see what Elton Jenkins' contract looks like because he's a guard, but he also played at an all-pro level at left tackle. Mm-hmm. So I'm oh, curious I, I to think see what he's at, gonna. Is, are is, is, are his reps gonna be okay with getting top guard money? Are they gonna want tackle money? Like, because it's money. hard to argue when he's right healthy, he's not the most the valuable tackers. old lineman.
8: Tackle money for sure. Yeah, yeah. he. You're making right? new right tackle because that's level. what he's Very worth to everybody else.
7: Because yeah. he, because he's yeah. the most valuable. I think he's the most valuable offensive lineman in football.
8: When else? He
7: one yeah.
3: stat, one stat really sticks out in my mind after reading it. And I had brought it up on your show a few times, Eric, and I'm going to say it again, 87% of the time, the MVP of the league does not go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need them to get there. Mm-hmm. You don't need them to get there. 87% of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. Right. Well, hey guys. I mean,
3: when we talk about whether we keep Rogers or not,
1: Yeah, I I just think that it comes down to the cap's going to 208.5 million next year. That's a nice jump. Um, I just get concerned with the way we are pushing, you know, the rock down the road. And it's a heavy rock, man, with all these void years. And if we get into that situation where all kinds of void years got to get tacked on for these players that we want to keep, I I just, uh, you know, I don't like that as a Green Bay Packer fan. I I just like us to be competitive every year. And uh, I, I don't know i don't know enough ken Engels. yes let's get him on a show and uh, let's have some discussions with him because lots to break down but hey guys we're coming up to the uh time where my zoom is going to stop uh, recording regardless if we keep talking so uh let's get some final thoughts and uh go around the horn here appreciate everybody out here uh you know taking the time tonight this was a lot of fun so uh but first and foremost chris a lot of fun meeting you, man. I, I I like what I've heard to uh Oh, thanks heard, man. What you've had to say so far tonight. So, uh let's get some final thoughts from you and let everybody know where they can find you on the socials, huh? Uh
7: okay. Well, Twitter is Lemps M K E uh-huh. it's just Chris Now. That's the Twitter page. Um and then the show you can find on PackersTalk.com or just search for Packers Talk on iTunes or Spotify. We're on there too. Awesome. um jj show also is obviously on there awesome. uh it's been great it's been so much fun meeting you guys it's been really cool to talk to other people about packers about the packers and it's been a blast and i just i really hope that this season if this is it for rogers i really hope that it can end mm. you know on a high note yeah
1: let's not- walk uh, off into the sunset no, yep no well maddie let everybody know where they can find you out there on the socials big dog uh larson matt too on
3: twitter and of course uh at Packer, uh, at borders packers uh with the uh, packers
6: without borders podcast with of course my good buddy bruce
1: now uh, bruce he's got he's been muted for a while here so uh bruce let us know where they can find you huh
6: yeah i'm at bruce Edmonds on twitter
4: i'm at at Bruce Edmonds on OnlyFans. And no, I'm just kidding.
9: Um, <laughs> He's running a special right now. 30% I am. off. 399 first, of 399.
1: $3.99. first five foot free. photos free. Someone say feet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> $3.99. Oh. Free foot kicks. Three foot
4: pics oh. for all. And you can find me on at Borders Packers. This was a blast, guys. I always love talking all to, to just this Packers community. Honestly, it has been. Um, one of one of the highlights of 2022 2021 for me has been just meeting you all on Twitter. It, it's such a wonderful community and it's awesome to just kind of learn and fail at fantasy because I'm now so deep into the package <laughs> that I don't give a fuck
7: about any other team. So
4: that's where I
1: am. That's great. Can
7: that's I can great. I just ask, is this gonna air as a video or an audio?
1: Oh, it's gonna be audio, but uh because it would
7: we... be hysterical if it was video and every time it just said it just had Bruce's name up and it was like. Like no picture like techni- like the old technical difficulties. We'll <laughs> yeah. be right back.
8: Well, he's oh. in he's in prison. So they're not allowed
3: to video in, in
8: prison. He's How does he drinking- do his
7: OnlyFans then? He's
8: drinking with his children while driving.
3: He's he's very flexible.
8: Uh,
5: Dale, let Dale, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find us at AVG cheese on Twitter. We're on Facebook too, but we never post stuff there. It, it honestly it's been great to see faces like i see all you guys on twitter and you know i listen and read and it's it's really cool to just see faces and talk to y'all so it's been a, a real honor to be with you guys tonight
2: so uh, thank
1: you shit yeah awesome and peter jones let everybody know where they can find you, boss uh, yeah
2: just to echo what everybody else said i'm, I'm a I'm a bit worried that my hair's turned grey since I started talking to all you guys. You We've know got, got some special filter on Zoom that makes my hair look grey. Um, but no, it's been it's been fantastic, and it's nearly three thirty. It's nearly time to get up. Oh, geez. Well, it is. And, uh, um, but no, re- really, really enjoyed it. It's been it's been really cool. So thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you came
1: out like here. here. Thank you. Double D, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, you
9: can find me uh, on Twitter at DK All the Way. Um, and every Wednesday for game on Wisconsin, Lombardi's bar, eight 30 Eastern, seven 30 central. Uh, make sure you follow us on the YouTube channel as well. We're giving away a signed Preston Smith Jersey here. Once we hit a thousand subscribers, nice. uh, I don't know after the conversation we had today, that might be, <laughs> might not be as worth <laughs> as much in a couple of months from now, but, uh, yeah, regardless of that, uh, all of my stuff on game on Wisconsin, write an article every week on Friday. You can check that out too. But yeah, like everyone has said, this is, Uh, This has been one of the cooler experiences podcast wise, because like I said, I I go down list here and I recognize every single name and I can put I can recognize I can put like a uh, an AVI with everybody, but never like almost never a voice and never a a face (laughs) with it and everything, too. So uh, it's really it's been really cool to to grow this community a
6: little bit more. Yeah, hey, when man. my when my profile picture was taken, my beard was about an inch long.
9: I was gonna say that was the this was the <laughs> one that shocked me the most
6: was JJ's beard. That was hey, my, that was my barber. I'm really not making this up. My barber chopped two and a half inches off today. <laughs> Are you auditioning for ZZ
7: Top or what? <laughs>
6: You know what? I grew it until my wife told me that was long enough, then I stopped. (laughs) Oh, when you said two and a half
4: inches, I thought it was for your OnlyFans.
7: (laughs) My my feet are longer than
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) JJ, let them know where they can find you.
6: (laughs) Hey, listen to No Huddle Radio on every podcasting app out there. Follow me on Twitter at JJLAHEY. That's JJ Leahy. Go back. Go
1: (laughs) right on. And hey, uh, appreciate everybody out there listening to us uh, at Acme underscore army on Twitter. And you will find uh, Boomer on uh, Twitter. Never. But uh, one day he's going to be at Belted 20. You'll get some really riveting content. But guys, I appreciate everybody out there tonight, spending the time, especially you, Peter, uh, 3.30 in the morning to talk it's Packers with us. It. Yeah, it's it's just it's amazing. I love that we can have communications with people in different countries, man. It's a blast. But uh, Chris, what a pleasure to meet you. Double D, great to see you again. And uh, JJ, we're all going to see you guys again. We got the greatest team in the universe to talk about, and uh, it's only going to get better as the playoffs approach. So with that,
8: Eric, take us out. Hey, everybody, just want to say thanks so much, Uh, echoing a little bit what Bruce said. It really has been uh, a a pleasure and an honor to get uh, to know all of you. Chris, uh, lovely to meet you, sir. Um, It's just so much fun getting the variety of different opinions about the same thing. You know, it's the the love we all have for the Packers. Can't be denied. Only appreciated and grown.
7: Let's do this again in LA in early
8: February good February. Yes. Yes, sir. 100
7: Everybody will all meet out in LA. We'll go
8: somewhere. <laughs> we'll we'll go find a nice big show. airbnb yeah, <laughs> yes.
9: there we go <laughs> oh man
8: little hey, that's
9: a
3: good idea Ooh.
8: tip of the cap to the uh, Packers without without guys with the original roundtable, round table or the least the I one i heard of and what a great idea you guys This has been. a little It was all
3: Bruce It was all bruce Bruce. It was all well, think all you. i said was absolutely that sounds like an amazing idea that's all i said <laughs> well,
8: thank you all it's really been a pleasure um great fun loved what everyone had to say it's always uh, it's always interesting and it's uh it's a little baltimore game this week lamar jackson or no doesn't matter let's go get it and with that go pack go
7: Go back out, go. Go, go back, back out, go.
6: go back out, go back out. Team recording, good job,
5: guys. We're all white. <laughs> so, well, I've done simple to a minute. Oh, but so give it a give it a understand. Mathis sit next to a fire when you know you're.